nice tackle, but an unfortunate turnover for the Sun Devils. And the first turnover of the night by Arizona State. And there it is, a record-setting run. Zach Moss runs his way into Utah football history. What a night for the University of Utah defense. What a night for Zach Moss, the running back that breaks the all-time running record. Set by Eddie Johnson. Set by Eddie Johnson, and Eddie Johnson did give a, a, a congratulations on the Pac-12 network. Classy they had a guy. nice recorded message. Do you know him well? Eddie? Yeah. Yeah. He's a cl- class act. Is Eddie he the kind Johnson. of guy that is this hurting to lose that record a bit? Oh, I think he's probably happy. He's held the record for a long time. A long time. And he's happy for – he's the guy that will celebrate Zach Moss. I love when records are broke with W's. Yes. Yeah. Records broke with W's and broke at home. That That's special. So he, he breaks the record at home, and he breaks it, and they get a win. <clears throat> and he breaks it on a touchdown running score. Yeah, that was – all of that was really nice because he – he had a he had a rough night. I mean, he he earned every yard that he gained tonight. And Arizona to State that, was stout, bro. Arizona they, State they played, were stout. They played. I like their game plan, and I like their physicality, and I like the aggressiveness and the fight. They came that, to fight. They came to play. That team I, I know came to play tonight. A lot of Utah fans uh, were tweeting at me saying they're dirty, they're dirty, they're dirty, and. I would just say that they're ultra physical, I, and I, I could see how some, you know, the extra pushes, and you're like they're dirty. I just don't think they wanted to back down. I think that they wanted to get in there and just dogfight and not be pushed around and not give up. I don't. I didn't think it was dirty at all. I've watched dirty games, but that wasn't dirty. That was aggressive. And you know why? I don't mind. I like I like a football game with a little grit. I I like I like when a guy helps a guy up. Like helps an opponent up. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I like when that happens, and I like when a defensive lineman is walking by uh, the quarterback and just gives him a little bump in the back after the play's over, just to let him know he's there. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I like all of that stuff. I love gamesmanship like that. So I I didn't think it was dirty. I didn't think it was dirty. Uh, what at all. did you What did you think about the hit on Zach Moss? The it was. I thought it was uh, by me, the letter of the law. It's, 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 let me set this up really quick. Yeah. Um, Zach Moss in the second quarter took a helmet to helmet by number four on Arizona State, uh, on Arizona State's defense. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty violent collision and it left Zach Moss on the field for a while. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think the, the defensive player needed to do that. He launched. Helmet into the pile. Mm-hmm. Dropped his helmet. He dropped his helmet into the pile. And by the letter of the law, using your helmet as a projectile into the head and neck, shoulder area of an opponent, that's by definition targeting. So I, 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 uh, I thought it was unfortunate. I, I don't like the tar. I mean, I, I don't like taking a game away from a guy. And but I thought that probably qualified because I didn't think Zach Moss was going down. He was being tackled. It seemed like an unnecessary mm-hmm. hit. Yeah, on if, Zach it, Moss. if you're going to launch like that, you better get your head out of it and put yeah, a shoulder into. It. Sure. I was thinking about this. If I were to go on a football field today and play in a game, my guess is I'd get called two, maybe three times on targeting. 
as compared to what we used to do and what we were taught, sure. I was always taught to lead with my head. Always. Yeah. You put your head in it to destroy somebody. Yeah. So I would go out there and I'd make that mistake a hundred times. I'm hoping that these kids are being weaned off that. Like they've got to learn to get away from that. I think we've seen over the past few years the number of violent and vicious hits, helmet contact hits decrease. Yeah, they, they do seem like they're declining. It's decreased. We still see violence in the game. There's still violence in the game. And uh, you'll never get rid of it. I don't you you it's it'd be really hard to play a football game and get try and get rid of that. It just it doesn't work. But but that helmet to helmet using your head, using your helmet as a projectile. Yeah, let's let's figure out a way to to limit that as much as possible. I want you to reset this for the Utah fans that are just tuning in. They're getting in their cars, headed out of Rice Eccles Stadium, probably feeling pretty good with a 21-3 win. By the way, you can call in 855-340-9663. Tyler Huntley was 12 of 19 on the night through his first interception of the year and ended up with 171 yards, but did not finish this game. Went out with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Talk about what you saw from Tyler Huntley. Was he off his game? Was what what was going what was happening with yeah, him? Yeah, he was he was off his game, but he was off his game because Arizona State forced him off of his game. You're, you remember you showed me the video prior to this game of of Tyler Huntley standing in a pocket four yards deep with no with, yeah. deep, with no one within four yards yeah. of him. That was the entire Oregon State and Washington State game. Yeah, well, it's it's fairly easy to sit back there and throw a ball and complete 75% of your passes for 250 yards in that scenario. Arizona State didn't allow that to happen. Arizona State at times, and, and I would, you know, I'd go back and i think this is a real gut check for Utah's offensive line because Arizona State put a lot of people at the line of scrimmage, and they were aggressive and they were physical, and they executed a game plan to harass not only Utah's running game, but to harass... Tyler Huntley, and they did, and they forced him into a throw that we just haven't seen him make this yeah. year. That turned into an interception, and Tyler Huntley knew it. You could see how disappointed he was. In he himself. was so mad. I couldn't tell <laughs> if he was clapping at, at the receiver, no, or if he was clapping at himself out of anger. I think he was clapping at his, himself out. He he knew as the minute that he threw it, you saw him start jumping up and down. That's a terrible sign for a quarterback. Whenever you see a quarterback throw a ball and he starts jumping up and down, yeah. you know something on the other end isn't right, and maybe it's not going to turn out the right way. So that's what happened, and 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 then the you know, and then you could see him after that play in particular. He kind of limped off the field, Do, and is I know that this is just a gut feeling, and and we'll have Kyle Whittingham sound here in just a minute. But the way you saw things happen, and him come back, and the way you saw him favoring that leg. Is this a multi-week injury? Is this is he back next week? What you're? I know that that's asking a, a lot of speculation, but I am just wondering with your experience of watching quarterbacks go down and handle injuries and what he was doing on the sideline and then coming back on the field mm -hmm. had a brace it's really, on it. Really strange. Uh, the way the way that he the way that he managed. It's got to be a deep bruise, doesn't it? I would think it's a strain. I think it's a strain more than a deep bruise. Okay. Something pulled in there. Something – I'm not saying something Because he wasn't fully extending the foot while he was walking. Yeah, it was weird. So, it's, it's, so that's a tough injury to come back from. You know, sometimes like that high 
ankle sprain is the worst injury. I'm, that's not what he has. But I'm saying it's just that that's the worst injury you can get. You just never know when it's going to feel. And, and then the minute that it feels well enough to play on and you go play, it's one little tweak and then you're out again. Yeah, I know. That thing is so, you know, it's such a mess. Yeah. So I had a high sprain. Kept yeah. me out for five weeks. It's It's terrible. It's terrible. Some of the most pain I've ever dealt with. For those of you that don't know what the high sprain is, it, you basically you've got two bones that run down in your lower leg, and there are ligaments that hold those two bones together, and the back part of the heel comes up and splits those ligaments, and it and it basically separates the ligaments and the bone up the leg. It is horribly painful, and a miserable injury to try to return from, and I, I, probably my probably the second. Worst pain, third worst pain. I mean, it was horrible pain. Yeah. I I guarantee he was dealing with pain. I just hope that it's not a long process for him to get back because talk about Jason Shelley's performance and talk about Drew Lisk. Why did we see Drew Lisk before Jason? Is there any rhyme or reason to that? And then Jason so quickly replacing Drew Lisk. It was interesting as the backup. I know it was interesting. It was interesting to see that. We've seen Drew Lisk play as the second quarterback several times this year, and my only assumption is that he he is designated as the second second quarterback. And I I don't know. Maybe they thought that Lisk brought something to the to a little something to the passing game because they were going to try and throw the ball a little bit more. Lisk only ends up one of three in the game, fourteen yards. He threw a couple passes that were not great, uh, but but then Lisk's uh, lack of mobility became a liability, and so because Arizona to, State was getting busy, yeah, they they just weren't going to let any they weren't going to let him out. I, I also wonder with Darren Paulo being out because Darren Paulo went out before Jason Shelley came in, so. I'm wondering if they thought, man, our protection and mm, it's a little questionable. Yes, things crumble. Yeah. You're going to need a quarterback that can move. Yeah, and Jason Shelley certainly showed that. He he only completed one pass. He was one of two tonight uh, for for six yards. But he certainly showed more mobility. He had a couple nice runs. He almost had an amazing run, but then he tackled himself <laughs> on on the reverse. And uh, but but he 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 has more mobility than Lisk. Uh, maybe not the same kind of acumen throwing the football, but uh, but I like him and I think he's steady, and I think that he sh- he showed that last year and and he's reliable. So it 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 would be at this point it would be a drop off in productivity at the quarterback position if Utah has to go with either Lisk or with Shelley. Uh, but it, you know, but but we'll just have to see. Maybe maybe that injury is is kind of a week long thing for for Tyler Huntley. Frank Dolce Hansolson at your Utah post game show. Uh, Frank, how many times in your life have you seen a quarterback or a team only throw for twenty five yards? Bad I've weather seen or it, not, I've seen it almost every time I watch Air Force play or the Naval Academy. And then now they even throw for more than twenty five yards. Yeah, I think they're averaging in the one thirties or one forties. Yeah, back in the back in the good old days, when D. Dallas was running the the option attack at Air Force Academy, they never threw the ball. Yeah, ever. And then they would throw it once in a while, and the guy would be wide open because you're selling out on the yeah. on the option. Uh, I I don't 
I don't ever remember a game. The closest thing to what I saw tonight was Utah winning a game with Travis Wilson playing quarterback at Oregon State in Corvallis throwing the ball for under 100 yards and still winning the yeah. game. And I thought, was that like 75 or 80? Yeah, yeah, 80-something yards. And I thought that was unbelievable. Yeah. Like that doesn't you, that never happens. Well, it it's about the only explanation I have for a team winning that gave up four turnovers. That's it. You know, that's it. They gave up four turnovers and they gave up three points off those four turnovers. I three points off four turn look at their starting position too. Wait. Multiple field positions. Yeah. You know, high level starts. Exactly. Field position, four turnovers and field position Arizona State is in the red zone. You know, twenty yard line in the red zone. More than once. And and they come away on the night with three points. One mm-hmm. was a missed field goal. And then and then Utah turns them over. I mean, figures out a way to to push them back, force a punt, do whatever they that defensive effort tonight, based on all of the mistakes Utah made on the offensive side, so for the four turnovers, plus the average, average offensive productivity, because 99 yards is not, that's okay for Zach Moss, but a lot of those yards were at the end of the game, and 170 yards for Tyler Huntley, that's just not what we've seen him do against a team that typically gives up 270, 265 yards a game in the passing game. So all of the all of the mistakes and and average offensive productivity, you would think that the score would be much different than a twenty-one to three victory mm-hmm. for Utah. And the only thing that accounts for that is a stifling defensive effort. Yeah. It started, and for me, that that defensive effort, it started with the play calling early. There was some really aggressive front-loaded play calling. And then I think it leaked into the defensive backfield. When Arizona State started to press a little bit and needed to find some rhythm in the passing game, they just couldn't. Everything was smothered out. Bradley and I was complimenting the smother with quick pressures. So Jaden was taking a first look, maybe a second look. I don't know if he's really that trained to take a second look, but he was pulling the ball down and then dealing with Bradley and I. And if he wasn't being hit by Bradley, he was being hit by Penasini, Fotu, Tafua, or Maxis. Like it was just an onslaught of hits and delays. And Arizona State's going to go back and watch this offensive game film and be like, hey, <laughs> we were making <laughs> hey. fun of number 77. We weren't making fun of him. Uh, we were just, just pointing it out was the hard. difficulty he was having. So if I'm an O-line coach, I'm like... <laughs> Managing so Bradley. So did you think that you didn't have the guy over you the, for the night? Was that... Well, Coach, I, I we, were, we were calling a text call. I thought... Okay, so he's looking Wait, at the guard like, did help. you call a text call? Was Were you trying to block out? Were you full blocking all night? No, Coach. That's just Gunnarsson. No. 
No. Is that how old he is? Yeah, he's, he's a freshman. He's, Se- he's 77 the true, is? He's the true freshman we were talking about. We talked about that before the game. That poor 77 kid. was going to be lined up 17? against Bradley and Nye. He's 17 years old. Oh, my gosh. There's part of your problem. Well, yeah. Yeah, that is a, that's a big problem. Uh, Bradley and I, three sacks, two, I believe, two pass deflections. I'll have to look it up. But the defensive stats haven't how, pressed yet. How many? Okay, Bradley and I only credited with one sack? No. Pass deflection. Oh. He's credited with three, right? Three sacks and one the, pass deflection. He had two pass deflections. Yeah, he's credited with one pass deflection, three tackles for loss, and three sacks. Did the team get five total? Deflections, yeah. Uh, sacks. sacks. I was just trying to find that. I, I just they, they haven't posted that you yet. You guys were kind of you weren't communicating very well just now with well, Brian. Brian's trying to help you out, and you weren't communicating very well with him. Well, let me tell you, we just communicate in grunts because we're from the same <laughs> you know trench. Trench. But they had three trench. sacks total. P- position group. What? No, that's wrong. Those official stats are wrong. Bradley three and I sacks, had three six sacks. tackles for loss. Bradley and I had three sacks on his own, and then some other guys had um, a couple other sacks. That's shocking to me. Okay, in 51 plays, 51 plays, because that's the number of plays for Arizona State. That's how many offensive – what was the time of possession? 24 minutes and 42 seconds. Oh, my gosh. In 51 plays, that's 18 pass attempts and 33 rush attempts. How many times did Jaden Daniels get hit? I've calculated this, so you just give me your best guess. On 51 plays, I'll tell you how many times he got hit. Oh, I'm going to say 12. 53 times. (laughs) (laughs) On 51 plays, Jaden Daniels got hit 53 times. He got twice twice in one play? Is that what happened? (laughs) He got up and got hit again? He... They, they. You asked me to help you with this word earlier. They mauled him. Utah was disruptive at the line of scrimmage. They, they took Jaden Daniels completely off of his drop. I mean, it was like a three-step drop, and Jaden Daniels was running, trying to find somebody downfield. It was a supreme effort on the defensive side. You're listening to the Utah Post Game Show, 97.5, 12 into the zone. Frank Dolce, if you got a question for him, you got a comment, 855-340-9663. We'll come back and hear from Kyle Whittingham next. All right, here we go. Out of the timeout, third and a yard. And there's the yard and the touchdown for Zach Moss. Mama says, yeah, that's awesome. 73 yards on that drive. You're in this stadium watching this game. You can feel the energy when number two is back in the field, back in the game, and he finds the end zone for a touchdown. There you go. Utah gets the big win over Arizona State. Frank Dolce here on the postgame show, 97.5, 12 into the zone of the Zone Sports Network. Kyle Whittingham took to the podium and answered some of the media's questions following this big win for the University of Utah. Here's Kyle. Okay, uh, what a great effort by our defense, first of all. Um, well, first of all, congratulations to Zach Moss for becoming the all-time leading rusher. In Utah football history, when you consider the running backs that have come through this program, and uh, 
you know, the talent level those guys made for who played in the NFL for, for quite some time. That's just an outstanding achievement. And so we're proud of him. And uh, he did a great job tonight. Those yards were tough, uh, hard-fought yards. There, you know, there was no no easy yards there tonight. And so uh, proud of Zach and for who he is uh, as a person. Uh, probably more than anything else, he's just a great person. Uh, he'll have his degree in December, and uh, just can't say enough good things about him. So, so congrats to Zach. Uh, back to the defense. Our defense was lights out tonight. We had uh, four of 18 throwing football with an interception, 25 yards. Um, Pat, the defensive backfield was outstanding. Uh, pass, pass defense starts at the line of scrimmage. Our, our front four applied pressure all night long and uh, never let the quarterback get comfortable. And so I uh, just can't uh, can't remember a, a better defensive effort. Uh, certainly not as of late. And on third down, you know, there were two of 13 on third down. Uh, they did run the ball a little bit, but that's a good back. And that Benjamin kid's a good back. So. They did get some things on us in the rush game, uh, but uh, you know, just just a very great uh, performance by our players. Our players did a great job. Uh, offense did enough to win the game. We weren't as potent as we've been. Uh, we've turned the ball over four times. It's hard to win when you turn it over four times. But we found a way. So that's that's uh, another credit to our defense. They they were in bad field position uh, several times and, and stiffened up and over their necks and got out of the that out of drives. Um, you know, a couple of the turnovers early first quarter were costly. They were in Arizona State territory, one in the red zone. And so, you know, if we don't do that, we might have a, it might have been a much uh, different situation in the game. But, but uh, they made the plays. Arizona State, so credit them for getting those takeaways. And uh, we had to be better with our ball security. So, anyway, very proud of our guys. Uh, we're in a good spot right now. I think that puts us uh, at or near the top of the, of the South. Uh, a lot of football left, obviously. You know, we're only seven games in, still got five five straight uh, Pac-12 games to go with the buy mixed in there. And so uh, we'll get ready for where we play next, come, uh, come next week. Good questions? You talked about how lights out the defense was. Uh, how great was Bradley and I in your eyes? Tonight? Awesome. Three sacks. And I told him before the game, I said, you're going to get three sacks tonight. And you know, I'll be darned. He, he got him. And uh, he's, uh, you know, in my estimation, the best edge pass rusher in the Pac-12. Showed it tonight. Just getting home more often, and, and uh, you know, in a couple of those games there, we we dropped eight quite a bit. In fact, Washington State, there was a lot of drop eight, so so uh, we turned them loose with all four man rush at least, and but we got some good pressures in tonight as well, and hit the quarterback early. You know, we hit him several times early, and. and uh, like I said, he, he never, he, he ever felt comfortable, and, and the numbers bear that out. Did you say anything about Tyler still? No, not right now, because we got to wait till tomorrow. You know, a lot of, a lot of times, you don't know about these injuries until tomorrow. This is one of them. Some are obvious, and you know right away, but, but this is one that we'll have to wait and see uh, how he responds and what it looks like tomorrow. Talk about him and, and his willingness to go back out there. Yeah, he's, a, he's a competitive kid. He's a fierce competitor as well, and, and. Uh, he was bound and determined to go out and finish. Um, you know, he, got, he took another hit, uh, the same leg, uh, on that third down pass interference call when he just got the ball out of his hand, barely. And so we shut him down at that point for good. But uh, you know, the medical staff cleared him going the, the, you know, after he did the initial injury and, 
and he was begging to go back in. So we called that timeout. It was on the fourth and seven, I believe, going going in, and uh, he came in and proceeded to to uh, hit the crossing route, shallow crosser, and then we had the uh, roughing the passer on top of that. So it was a big game there, and ended up leading to a touchdown. Yeah, I think you have a factor when you talk about penalties this week. In fact, uh, kind of reverse roles, you're, you're the most penalized, but the least tonight in Arizona State had a lot of penalties. That helps when you turn the ball before. Well, it does, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, that was uh, nice to see. <coughs> oh, wow. Nice to see us uh, stem the tide on those penalties. We only had 45 yards of penalty yards, which is about right. I mean, that's, that's going to be a typical uh, game where you can say, yeah, we can live with that. Uh, and they had a, you know, quite a bit. And, you know, they were well into the hundreds and so that was something that helped offset those turnovers like you said the, the turnover margin which we lost what was it uh, four to two i think it was how important was it for you guys to get back lost the record tonight with his family uh you know we weren't really uh trying to gauge when we wanted to get it you know it just it just worked out that way unfortunate for him and for for his family it's great that it happened that way but we didn't try to choreograph that or orchestrate it, it was just a how it turned out, and, and uh, you know, without the injury, we got you know, several games ago. But, but with the injury, it slowed him down for a period of time there. But but uh, it was great to have it. How it played out was just fantastic for his family to be able to be here and take part in that, be a part of that. Great effort overall on the night. Where do you feel you need to improve the most moving forward? Well, we'll have to look at the tape. Uh, defensively, there's not a lot of things to correct on defense. I'm telling you right now, we tackled well, we pressured the quarterback, we covered. Uh, we did a lot of good things on defense. Uh, we kind of got in a wall there on offense. We started out really well up and down the field, and, and then uh, hit, hit a little bit of a wall and didn't uh, didn't get much going for several drives in a row. And so we'll have to take a look at that and find out why. And of course, our left tackle, Darren Paul, we'll have to see what his uh, leg looks like tomorrow. And, and that's you know, he's a, he's the leader of the offensive line group. So so we'll find lots of things to work on, but uh, right now. I couldn't tell you exactly until we uh, watched the film. So as much as you were dominating the game statistically, did you worry that all these crazy things were going to Yeah, because that's their M.O. Their M.O. is to, to hang in there and be in the game in the fourth quarter and find a way to win it in the fourth quarter. That's that's how they've been winning this year. And, and uh, they, we almost played right into their hands because we were letting them hang around and, and, uh, and they were hanging around to their credit. And uh, I could, you know, I had a sense of, oh, okay, we can't let this happen, you know, because that's that's exactly how they wanted to unfold. And fortunately, we were able to get a couple more touchdowns there at the end, and, and uh, or another touchdown at the end, and, and uh, put it away. Can you talk about the game that Yeah, one catch, and one catch for seven or eight yards, and that's a tribute to Jalen. And when you got a guy like Jalen Johnson and you don't hear his name for the whole game, that's probably a good thing because he's you know, we put him on their best receiver most of the time, and uh, he essentially took him out of the game completely. Yeah, well, I love coaching this team. I can tell you that. I love being around them and the the, the, the vibe of this team and the culture is just it's it's awesome to be a part of and it starts with the seniors and the leadership and uh you know to say you know i guess our identity right now i, I really like our identity right now and what we're doing and, and how we're going about our business a lot of you said about zach moss and miles young uh, did you 
because I did the milestone as well. ASU has scored 10 or more points in every game of the last decade with the longest streak in FBS history. That is so we got that going for us, which is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that, but it's, it's pretty cool. But you know that uh, Herm Edwards was 9-0 and since he's got to Arizona State when they have the ball first, first in the game, when they get the kickoff. They were, now they're 9-1. Uh, we knew that, and we still bucked the trend and, and decided to defer just to, just to challenge that. So. Okay, guys. <laughs> All right, there you go. Not that funny, but, you know, Kyle Whittingham, he uh, had some really good comments right there about Jalen Johnson. I want you to talk about that. I sent out a tweet at the end of the third quarter. I said, if you get a chance, please look on the outside. Go take a look at Jalen Johnson because the work he was doing was incredible. Uh, What did you take from Kyle Whittingham's comments on him, and what did you see from him? You know, we talked about this during the most entertaining and informative and insightful Utah preview show in the market on Thursday. Yeah. That when you don't talk about a defensive back, that's probably a pretty good sign that that defensive back is playing pretty well. We rarely called Jalen Johnson's name tonight. And he was wrapped up in what Utah calls their star coverage one-on-one all night with Arizona State's best receiver, Brandon Ayuk, and Ayuk was targeted seven times. He ends up with one reception for seven yards. That's incredible. I That's mean, just that—that that is an. Ins- I don't know who to give the game ball to, Jalen Johnson or Bradley and I. No, you give it up front. You got to give it to those guys up front. But it was a combination. Like Utah, Utah's front four was really, really good. Like unbelievably good. Yeah. And then they were complemented by Utah's defensive backfield that was really, really good and only allowed four receptions on 18 pass attempts. So, and, and you know, a lot of those pass attempts, they didn't even get in the field of play. They were thrown into the cheap seats because the, the defensive front four, front seven, were so disruptive at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So... Jalen Johnson was very, very good. But he, I mean, he, he got a lot of help from up front. He did. Bradley and I was special. Three sacks, a batted ball. I thought he had two, but there were a lot of other things that he did well, held contain. He just was, he was never part of the problem, always part of the solution. And that's just Bradley. I, I still think that this, I've got to go back and look. It, it, it feels like it's the most complete game against the best, the, the, the highest quality opponent. But I did learn that just recently that that was a 17 year old in front of him. So <laughs> yeah. it's a young kid. You, we knew he was. We knew he was a freshman. You just didn't know he was 17. No, I didn't realize he was 17. But we talked about him being yeah. a freshman. I, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't thinking this kid. I was thinking like a redshirt freshman or maybe oh something, seventeen man. That's you know, so a mission freshman. Is that what you were? Boy, thinking? Br- Bradley and I left an impression on that kid. That's going to be a long, <laughs> yeah. hard review coming up this Monday when they go back to film. All right, Utah gets the win over Arizona State in grand fashion, twenty-one to three. Scored one late with a thirty-two-yard run by Zach Moss, but a great win for Utah. We'll take a quick break and come back, and we'll wrap this post game up. 9 to 7-5, 12-8 of the Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. 
Now they give it on the fly sweep, and that play will get to the pylon, and in for the touchdown is Jalen Dixon. They've ran this so many times this game. First time they get positive yardage. How about the block on the outside for the tight end and the receiver downfield? That's a nice job. Everybody gets a little bit of assist. That's Solomon Enos right there at the end. And Dixon does the rest. Frank Dolce here on the postgame show, 97.5, 12 into the zone of the Zone Sports Network. Utah fans, a big win tonight. Utah 21, Arizona State 3. The Utah defense showing up to do work, and I'm talking yeoman's work. It was a battle up front, and it was one of those sloppy, nasty nights. Um, Frank, I want you to put a bow on this. Wrap mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. What does Utah need to do better? What can they learn from this game? And what can they take away from this game and feel good about? Well, okay, so let's go Let's go to the negative first. We'll start with the negative. Too many turnovers. Turnovers will, will keep a team that you should beat handily, and still Utah did kind of beat them handily, but, yeah. but uh, t- turnovers will keep a team in a game. And and that's exactly what happened tonight. Utah had several opportunities and kept fumbling the ball away and one one interception. So the four turnovers really hurt. Uh, Utah faced a little adversity uh, and and significant pressure up front. This is a game. It was an ugly game, and it was made ugly by Herm Edwards. I think that was his design. We're going to go in there and we're going to dirty this thing up. And I mean, I don't mean like dirty play, but I mean like physical aggressiveness. Yeah. And he and he did. I think that they got what they were looking for. Absolutely. And he did a fantastic job and his team executed that really really well. And so now Utah can take that experience because they haven't had it yet and and learn how to manage that better the next time. And and learn how to be more productive against that environment next time. And and so and then on the offensive side, Utah figured out how to win an ugly game. That was an ugly game. Utah figured out how to win that game. It was the, and the good in that game is an unbelievable defensive effort. Like there's not a word to describe how stifling that defense was. You look at the statistics, you look at the time as a possession, you look at the number of plays run it was a stifling effort. Like Utah completely choked. Was that dramatic music? For, it started. For effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Utah completely choked the life out of Arizona State's offense. Now, Eno Benjamin had some pretty good numbers. His numbers, he almost averaged seven yards a carry, but it was meaningless. Yeah. In a game when you only complete. Four he passes. fought his butt off. Man. He did. He's terrific. I applaud his effort. Yep. And the effort of Arizona State. I mean, I thought they, they, especially on the defensive side, they executed really well. Could you imagine how frustrated they were? Because they were trying. Oh. They they did everything they could, trying their hearts out, and Utah just stomped on them and stomped on them and kept putting on the pressure. Morgan Scally was aggressive, man. Super aggressive. I I I. A little bird had told me that there was going to be some aggressive play, that there was going to be some front-loaded boxes, that they were going to really come after this quarterback, and they did not disappoint. I think that little bird weighs about 270 pounds. That's not a little bird. <laughs> this little bird is more like 210. 
There's no way that little bird is too tan. Yeah, the a... little bird we're talking about is the same little bird. Nope, not that little bird. <laughs> this is a little. This, this is, is a, a little, little little littler bird. Little tiny bird. But they did not disappoint. They brought heavy pressures. I don't like the defensive statistics and what I'm seeing here. That doesn't. This doesn't add up. They're, it they're, doesn't. They're saying only three sacks. That's. I don't think that's and, right. And only six TFLs. But man, you saw a lot more than and and they're. It's. I just. I'll have to look at. I'm going to go back and do my film review, and I'll. Yeah. I'll see what they're seeing. Cause Maybe it, it sure felt like that quarterback was getting hit behind the line more than that. He was. He got hit every play, almost every single play. He was picking himself off the ground. Tough kid. I mean, mm-hmm. he finished out. <laughs> He's a tough kid. I, I would say congratulations to Morgan Scally the defensive coordinator, for putting together a nasty defensive game plan. Congratulations to Sharif Shah having his corners ready to lock down those players. Congratulations to Colton Swan, the new linebackers coach for the University of Utah. They were just in place. They they choked him out in every area. Congratulations to Louis Powell and Sione Pua, the defensive line coaches, for putting together a fantastic defensive game plan and then to every one of the defensive players on the field for the University of Utah tonight. Well done, man. That, Clap it up. That was yes. just fury, nastiness. It was they played with a with a, a vengeful anger. Yeah. Like like those yeah. people had like kidnapped one of the their kids in a previous life or something. Whoa! <laughs> it was super angry. It was angry. I like when they say played with Bad intentions. Played with bad intentions. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And Utah gets the win 21-3. to You'll be able to catch this postgame show in its entirety at 128thezone.com. We'll get that posted here in probably an hour or so, so you can go listen to that postgame. Other than that, stay tuned for the BYU postgame show with Jake Hatch and Will Snowden coming up following this BYU game. Currently, 7-7, BYU just getting an interception at the 50-yard line. They'll take possession and look to take the lead early on in this Boise State game. By the way, uh, Will and Lloyd do a fantastic job, so tune in for that postgame It, it wasn't. No, it was uh, J- actually it was Jake Hatch. Oh, yeah, Jake and Will do a fantastic job, so tune in. Uh, understandably uh, confusing, I know. And you will hear from them in the postgame show here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.